Welcome to AmiSites, a podcast that offers you access to thought leaders who can help you expand your entrepreneurial toolbox. Learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have already walked in your shoes and can help you with your day-to-day business decisions. With your host, Ami Kassar. Ami is the founder and CEO of Multifunding, an advisory company that helps you grow and stay in control of your business. Hello and welcome. My name is Ami Kassar, founder and CEO of Multifunding. Since 2010, Multifunding has helped businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with hundreds of lenders across the nation. Joining us today is Wendy Pease. Wendy is the owner and president of Report International, a language services company that provides high-quality translation and interpretation services with a specialty in global marketing, legal, and medical services. Our main topics today will focus on why words matter. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you. It's great to be here, Ami. Wendy, tell me everything. Buenos dias, guten tag, konnichiwa. <laughs> what language would you like it? <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you do and where you live and just tell us your story. Oh, sure. So I live in Sudbury, Massachusetts, which is close to Boston. I've been here just about 22 years. I can tell that because my son's turning, my older son turning 21 coming on. For the last 17 years, I've been owner and president of Rapport International. And uh, we've been virtual since then. So we were virtual before the cloud. And we provide high quality language, written translation and spoken interpretation services to help connect people around the world for a peaceful and prosperous world. So who are your clients? Our clients are e-commerce companies that need their global marketing, their manufacturers who need to translate user manuals and uh, marketing agencies who want to do websites. We work with a lot of hospitals when they need telephone or live interpreters. Um, We work with life sciences companies when they need uh, patent research all the way up through regulatory clinical trials, commercialization. We work with uh, international business executives that need somebody to help facilitate conversations. Uh, We've worked with Tomi, who's an international manufacturer of toys. Um, We've worked with Staples to do their brand name testing. So, you know, what they all have in common is they need high quality translation. Uh, there's there's some, some places you could get away with Google Translate or machine translation, but those are very minimal if you're trying to grow your top line or limit your liability. So tell me about your company, how many people, the contractors, how do you find, how do you have? Make sure you have quality translation. Tell me a little bit about your company. 17 years ago, when I became owner of Rapport International, I actually bought it. Uh, The company's been around for almost 35 years. And so what I bought was understanding how to judge the quality of the translation and how to screen for interpreters who know the jobs. So many people think that if you're bilingual, you can do translation or interpretation. But it's a big fallacy because translators and interpreters have to go through training. And the translators are like writers. You know, they're very intellectual. They have dictionaries. They, you know, know grammar laws. 
they're into research, if they really want to make sure to get the point across, they're going to make sure to look up what the actual meaning is. Um, we, we do linguistic matchmaking where we keep them on a client so they keep developing that depth of information. And then interpreters are trained where to stand in an interpreting assignment, how to communicate with the speaker if something's not clear. Um, they're trained how to be a cultural conduit so, you know, more than just the words are understood. So there was a lot that I had to learn from the prior owner on, you know, just how do you make sure it's high quality. Um, my team now, we're just over 10 people. We hired one person. We've got three open positions. And all of our linguists are subcontractors. And the reason for that is, say you need a Spanish translation. Well, the translator that we used for the proposal for the Astrophysics Institute of the Canary Islands would be very different than the Spanish translator I'm using for a website for e-commerce because their style of writing and what they understand is going to be very different. And we offer over 200 languages. So we've got to have access to plenty of people who have not only fully bilingual language skills, but also an understanding of the material that they're working on. Interesting. So tell us a little bit about your business in COVID. What happened? Anything much or did it all kind of stay the same? Um, we actually grew because all of a sudden people weren't able to go out and travel and network. So they were doing more business online. And you know, if you do business online, you've got a much broader reach. So I'm more connected into my international networks now because we had more meetings online rather than having to travel. So the combination of that, people trying to figure out how to sell online, and then also all the COVID communications that had to be done by the U.S. governments or state governments to people that didn't speak English in the United States, we did a lot of COVID translation. And there was so much information coming out. I mean, if you take yourself back two years ago, we didn't even know if we could go out or touch our groceries. And so as the information came about, we were helping to translate it. Plus, you know, I give huge credit to the interpreters that go into the hospital for us because they're first responders. They're in a closed door room with people who are sick, with the doctors and nurses who are getting all the credit of being first responders. And I've been like, hey, look at the interpreters. They showed up and they went. I was so appreciative and so thankful for them for doing it during those crazy times. And now COVID's passing, how are things going? Continuing to have a good year this year. We're continuing to network and talk about it. It's been good. I wrote a book. That was my first COVID project. And um, I found out recently that it's won a couple awards. What's, and the then, book? Are you, what's the book called and what's it about? It is called The Language of Global Marketing. Translate Your Domestic Strategies into International Sales and Profits. So it talks about the whole inbound marketing. Well, first off, it starts out with why you should even go international. I mean, that's you know, so many companies say, well, I've got a big enough market here in the United States. And less than 1% of companies in the US export. 
And 98% of them are small and mid-sized companies. These are all statistics from the federal government Department of Commerce. And those that do export have higher profits, higher revenues, higher valuations, they pay higher salaries, and they're more stable. So there's all these reasons to go international. And the middle class around the world is increasing. And so in the book, I do a few analysis. If you look at um, purchasing power parity, or if you look at gross national product, um, you know, I weave stories in so it doesn't get boring. But uh, talking about how the middle class is, born, or is growing and people in other countries want products from the United States. So it explains the opportunity and then gives, you know, you're doing all this for marketing already. And if you think about attracting, retaining, and engaging your clients in English, there's ways to replicate that in other languages so you can increase your sales just by targeting people who don't speak English. You don't have to, you know, expand your products or services. You can just go into other languages. And speaking of services, services are the number one export from the United States. So uh, a lot of creative agencies have read the book and they're like, huh, I never thought about doing international work. So it opened the door for them. So it's a, it's a combination of, you know, a lot of personal stories, um, how to develop a strategy, how to develop a process. You know, it talks about technology and where we're going with machine translation and all the other things. And then, you know, quality, it gives you some frameworks for assessing what quality your materials have to be in. So you can find it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, uh, any place you buy your books. I also did an audio recording, which was such a hoot. So it's called The Language of Global Marketing. Someone wants to start thinking about expanding their product or services globally, and they have no idea where to start. What do you think? What do you suggest? I tell them, reach out to me. You can go to our website, Rapport Translations. Rapport is like the French word R-A-P-P-O-R-T. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you in touch with your direct contact at your state that can talk to you about the free consulting services that they have and the grants that you can get that can pay for part of your global marketing. And so you can meet with them and get introductions to people all over the world. So they can help you figure out which country would make most sense to go into. Amazon's got some fabulous programs for supporting e-commerce companies that want to go international. I'm part of Softland Partners that is a group of service providers that work with exports or do international uh, global business. And if, you know, so I can, if you're struggling with something or have questions, I can cert you, certainly point you in the right direction. Awesome. Tell us a little bit of what do you do outside of work? Wendy, what are you involved in, any organizations, any interests? What do you do outside of work? Yeah, just uh, one more thing back on the other question that you asked about where to go. I also host a podcast called The Global Marketing Show, which is on all the podcast areas. So you can listen to people talk about their experiences if you want to get more knowledge. Awesome. So for well, me, outs outside of work, yeah. outside of work. Well, I'm into fitness. So uh, I swim, I bike, I run, I hike. Uh, I'm looking at my yard out there going, oh, I'm going to have to do a, yard, a lot of yard work. 
and so I really enjoy uh, being active after sitting at a desk most of the week, although I have a stand-up desk, which I'm standing at now. <laughs> um, I'm also involved in EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organization. It's for business owners from around the world uh, that want to get together and support each other to help to help grow. And it's been a fabulous network that I've done some hiking and biking and hanging out with and, you know, fire pits and um, all sorts of things. And I'm looking forward to international travel opening up so I can go to different places and meet other EO members. I'm an avid reader. I'll read everything <laughs> that you put in front of me. Um, so I've usually got a business book and a, uh, you know, a fiction book going on. And I've got two kids. So they're teenagers. They don't want to spend much time with me now, but I try to make myself available. So if they do, you know, I make, I make time. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit more about your entrepreneur organization's journey and how it's helped you. Well, I joined in March of 2020. So that was the month that the world shut down. <laughs> so here I was looking forward to all these cool events and meeting people. Um, so it was, you know, kind of a rough reality, but, you know, EO pivoted, EO Boston was great. They had a learning chair that put together some fantastic events that we did online. So I got to know a lot of the local people through that. And it's, it's my tribe. I mean, it's just people who get it. They're worried about the same things as I am. They're going through, you know, the same idea uh, you know, you find entrepreneurs, they're just full of ideas. And oftentimes it's called squirrel brain because they're going from one thing to the next. So conversation is very lively. I've learned a ton about uh, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and gotten suggestions on hiring and marketing and management. And, you know, so just being around people that are running, running businesses that are highly successful. And then there's a Slack channel that I can go on and connect with anybody in the world and ask a question and get their feedback or, you know, introduce people to somebody in my global network or suggestions about what I'm, I'm doing. So it's, uh, it's invaluable. It's the largest entrepreneurial group that I've been a part of. And it, it aligns nicely with the Goldman Sachs 10, 10K SB program that I did too. That was another place where I found a lot of neat entrepreneurs that could help each other. So did you graduate from Goldman Sachs into EO or how, how did that all work? I did because I heard about Goldman Sachs first. And so I did that program and I stayed with my growth group for about three years, but we were everywhere from Idaho to Puerto Rico. So, you know, we did get together one time face to face, but it had been hard to, to keep in touch and we didn't have the formal structure around it. So after we kind of disbanded, you know, staying together three years, meeting every month was really impressive. Um, I joined another group for entrepreneurs and it was very local and it wasn't as structured as EO. And I didn't hear about EO for many years after I qualified to join. I happened to be talking to somebody from Florida uh, Wendy Lieber, who's highly active in EO, she told me about it, and that's how I knew to find out about it in Boston. So if you're listening to this and you're an entrepreneur, just go in and search entrepreneurs organization and your city, and it'll bring up the closest one to you. I highly recommend joining. Yeah, I love it. I really love it. Wendy, what questions should I have asked you that I forgot? 
Well, tell me about your entrepreneur, your EO experience. Ah, come on. (laughs) I found EO to be invaluable and um, really just helped bring a lot of clarity for me to uh, what my purpose is in life, which is really helping entrepreneurs and to be surrounded by so many like-minded people and to be able to go into rooms and just feel happy and content and like um, hanging with my peeps is, is, has been really, really incredible. So. Mm-hmm. Now, do you ever do loans or help people with loans for international expansion? We do. No, it's not just, I mean, it's definitely the SBA encourages it. The SBA gives lenders higher guarantees if the loans have an export component to it. So we, we do it a lot. Ah. Okay. So if you don't reach out to me, they have to reach out to you uh, to get into the international uh, network. Between the two of us, we'll find you money and find you clients. <laughs> Wendy, what's your biggest challenge in your business right now? Um, hiring and reaching people who understand how quality uh, language services can really make a difference, how you can get an ROI on it instead of just looking at it as a cost. Um, and so reaching, reaching those people who understand it. Right. That's it's hard to find them, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. A lot of our business comes from referrals or people who move businesses or from networking or hearing one of my presentations to understand the value of, uh, of quality. Very good. Wendy, if people want to find your book, where do they go? Uh, everything can be found through our website, rapporttranslations.com. Or if you're familiar with Linktree, you can go to Wendy Peas, like peas and carrots with an E on the end. And all my links there, you can download a couple free chapters. You can access the podcast. You can uh, find me on any of the social medias. It goes to the website. So Linktree slash Wendy Peas, and you can find me. Awesome. I got to check out that Linktree thing. I never knew about it before. Oh, it's free and you can list all your links on there. So it's one place. And then if people prefer TikTok, they can go there if they want Instagram or YouTube or Facebook, whatever platform they prefer. Love it. Yeah, It's actually L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Wendy Pease. Very good. Wendy, thanks for sharing your interesting story and journey with us. I know I appreciate it. I know our listeners appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck. Hope to see you at an EO event somewhere around the world, somewhere soon. And wish you God bless and Godspeed. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us today on AMI Sites with your host, AMI Kassar, the foremost SBA thought leader. Make sure you visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.